0: Welcome back to another episode of Beauty, Business & Mind Podcast. This is your host, Celeste. Today's episode, it is all about the importance of taking care of ourselves with our mentally, you know, with our mental health, um, with our body health, and also with our own inner, like, in our mind and our inner self. And as always, I did want to start this episode by saying I am not... um, a licensed therapist it's not medical advice I am just simply sharing tools and things that have helped me grow so that you can also grow within yourself not solely just in your business but also outside of it. I know as beauty industry professionals, hairstylists, um in your scope of the beauty industry and beauty services that you provide. We give so much of ourselves that sometimes we are the last ones to put ourselves first and that needs to change. And within everything that has been changing in my life and in my business, one of the biggest things that I know not just solely was able to be seen in my business side, but also personally for me, giving me peace of mind that I want for you as well, if you're welcome to it, please take within this episode what resonates, what is helpful, what is not, leave it behind. And with that, let's get to it. Mental health. There's so much stigma around it. Um, I know we're more open to it now, but for me, coming just a little bit, of my background. I, I do come from a Latina background, so I grew up with my mom um, till I was nine, full time, with her, and. I grew, you know, with her and growing up in Guatemala, right. Having like that part, you know, cause I left California when I was three and I lived in Guatemala from three to nine years old. I got really immersed in the culture. Like I remember there was certain things like when you had, you know, that time of the month when you had your period, um, I would be sent to the store to go buy stuff, feminine products, and they had to be wrapped around newspaper, right? Because it was like intimate. You didn't talk about things. There was so many things like women was all about the children and there was this different role growing up. And I know right now on social, there's this whole thing going on with Barbie, right? People are like, we are not supposed to look like Barbies. But in my case, I love Barbie and this is the reason why although Barbie did not, I did not have blonde hair like Barbie, nor the body, nor the skin tone as Barbie. Barbie was the first female that taught me, although in my own world, that I could be freaking anything. I could be a boss and I could be more powerful than a man could. And it is not; it has nothing to do with gender or none of that stuff. I'm just letting you know, for me growing up, Barbie was that symbol of female power. Like women, we can be so much more than just giving having babies and the whole stigma that I grew up around. So she was my first role model that I could freaking do anything. And I could do it if I really wanted to. Because she could be an astronaut. She can be a storeys, She can be um, cute. She could have her own beach house. She had her own little mansion. She had her own car. I was like, I could be Barbie. And growing up in a culture and in a country where women were like really put down um, growing up, seeing women put being put down being hit being like it, it was just such a Hard upbringing, but at the same time, I'm so grateful because it's what made me the woman I am today. It's what made me advocate for diversity, equity, and inclusion. It's not just about, like, oh, it's cool, it's what's trending. It's something that's really dear to my heart because I've seen so much injustice, and I want everybody to be treated equally, regardless of the color of your skin, regardless of your ethnicity or what you believe in. We all should have the same amount of respect to be respected for our differences. So when I talk about mental health, um, I suffer from anxiety and it's something that has been very hard for me. I have been in therapy, I've done group therapy, I've done solo therapy. Since I was up around 15 years old, I took a break. I didn't go back into it till um, a work thing happened where I was discriminated against and it really affected me. And that's when I really started going back into therapy and working within my own inner self. So with mental health, having anxiety and even having suffered from postpartum depression, which is a real thing with two of my kids, I got treated like shit and I'm sharing this with you because maybe this hasn't happened to you or it has happened to you or you know somebody and this is the part where we need to have so much more empathy for other people and grace that they don't want to be depressed like I did not want to go through postpartum depression it was something I literally could not control and the first time I got it I was in silence I didn't tell anybody about it I gained a lot of weight I was truly unhappy. I was crying. Like I hated myself. I hated my life, but I loved my baby. And that was really hard time to navigate without help and support. The second time that I got, you know, that I and we're talking about mental health because it's all gonna tie back up promise to our business and to ourselves. But I want to share a little bit of my journey, giving you a little bit more context because I think it's so important to know that you are not alone if you suffering from different things in mental health. And the second time I got from postpartum depression, um, I was actually able to get a little bit of help from my doctor, but I didn't ask for more help because there was so much stigma around it. I was called that I was being mean, I was being selfish, that I didn't love my baby, that what, was, what the hell was wrong with me, that I didn't prefer her. And, you know, she was my first girl, right? And I had my son. And all these mean things and stigma came around because I had been vocal that, hey, I think I'm going through postpartum depression again. And it was a horrible feeling. I wish I would have been brave enough at that time to get help, but I didn't. Again, like, you know, I tried to like fix it myself, which it didn't really work, but I got through it. And then after the whole incident with 2020, you know, I'm not solely getting COVID, but you know, we all went through different things. Let me know what you went through. I love receiving emails from you. I love connecting with you. So if you ever want to email me, share your story anonymously, you can. Um, you can send it at info at com. So the third time I went through it, it was milder, but I didn't give a fuck at that time. And I was like, I need to get help. I need to do this for my children, for myself. I don't care. People stigmatize over this. Um, and I was able to like, once my daughter, you know, she had an incident when she was like, I think she was 11 months old. I don't know if she was nine or 11 months old. I can't remember anymore, um, but exactly. But I got help and I started going through therapy to support me for that. And I paid out of pocket. My insurance didn't cover it. And it has been so helpful and it has helped me grow so much as a mother, as a human, as a business owner. And this is where I wanted to share my journey with you, that our journey is different for everybody, um, there has been times and periods in my life, especially when I went through the workers comp part of it, that I took Xanax um, and it took some medication. There's, I have no judgment for anybody who does or doesn't take it. For me, um, I just can't take medication like that because I become a zombie. Like I cannot function. And so I decided to go holistically, and it has taken a lot of fucking work and extra effort on my part to be holistic about my anxiety. Um, I know if I took medication, it would be so much more easier. But the problem with it is that I don't like the after effects when I try to lean off it. Um, I am not myself. So I decided to do holistic and that has been really, really hard. It has been hard in the sense that I know taking medication would be so much more easier and doing holistically with the help of a therapist that I deal, you know, that I do talk to a monthly basis, sometimes more, sometimes less has been a hard journey. How can we give the best part of ourselves in our business, in our life, um, with our family, with our loved ones, whether we have kids or not, if we are not well within ourselves. And I'm sharing this because in the biggest obstacles of my life, I really feel like having myself remove the stigma of not caring what others think and really getting the help has been so instrumental in getting me to this point where I am today. And we need to prioritize ourselves. As beauty pros, I know we love giving ourselves. Many of us are in this industry to give back. I know some of us are in it for the money. Hey, go you. Like we each have our own different methods and reasons why we're in this industry. But I want you to think, why did you get in this industry? And that is why you matter. For me, I got in this industry because I wanted to teach other women. I did not come into the industry till I was 30 years old. I'm turning 37 next, in like yeah, like two weeks. I'm turning 37 years old. And I came into this industry late, okay? I was 30 years old when I enrolled in beauty school. And I wanted to teach women that we can learn how to take care of our hair. And it was so much more than just hair. And it was so much more than just, like, doing our makeup and bodies. There's so much energetically things that happen when we take care of ourselves. And I wanted to give a different type of experience that I never had in the salon. I had some really horrible experiences in the salon That's why I got into this industry. I wanted something different. I didn't want it to be just solely, even to this day, whether people like my work or not, or, you know, we're a good fit or we're not a good fit. I always try to give my best. And I understand that sometimes we're not going to be a good fit, but that's the thing. I wanted a different kind of experience. I wanted to have people come into my business and be able to leave with additional knowledge or tools or things to know for in the future of what they like, they don't like. And you know that's just the way I run it, but that's my why. And in between that why, sometimes we get lost in between like the, we need to hustle or like what social media says we should be doing or what coaches say should be doing. But my question to you is, when is the last time you prioritize yourself? When is the last time that you listen to your inner self, your inner wants, your inner needs, regardless of what you believe in? You have needs, you have wants that you want in your life are you fulfilling those or are you just living your life and, you know, not taking care of yourself because you're thinking to prioritize other things. So with that, if you need support for mental health, please reach out uh, the, to your like local community or your county. I know there's lots of free resources that I wish I knew about, you know, like for like postpartum depression um, for health care and I know mental health, I really hope that just as a country and even just as a, as a you know, state, as I live in California, there are more resources for us to be able to afford it because it is expensive. And that's the shit that nobody tells us. Um, with health insurance, I have health insurance. I pay privately for it and I do pay pretty penny for it, but I have health issues. So I need to have, you know, like my health on check all the time. And not having mental health coverage, I've had to pay out of pocket and I almost went into shock (laughs) when I learned how much I have paid in the past, um, it hasn't even been four months, okay? And I will give you a run figure, it's around, it's over $800, okay, that I've paid in under four months for mental health um, care, but that's really important to me. Um, So I don't do my hair. I don't do a lot of, I don't have eyelash extensions anymore. I don't do a lot of extravagant things, but my mental health matters. So instead of spending money on things that don't really matter to me, I choose to spend it on things that are going to help heal me and grow. And that's how I've been able to afford that. And I wanted to have this conversation today, which is really more into like taking care of ourselves. And I wanted to start with mental health, that it's a real thing. Um, and there's still stigma around it. I still get shit for it. I remember I went to the dentist one time and somebody's like, oh yeah, you're just, you have anxious, so you should take medication or you should deal with your anxiety. And I thought it was so hurtful, but I also knew it was a cultural difference because she's, you know, Latina too. And sometimes Latina thinks that being upfront and saying whatever's on top of your mind is okay. Um, Some of us, not all of us, okay, I'm, I'm, not, I'm just giving you a little bit of background because I understand that because it happens a lot within my culture, okay, it's something that I deal with normally, and I try not to do that because it's, it is very hurtful, but I'm in a different space, so I was able to let that person know, oh, I appreciate it, but I can't take medication, it doesn't do good for my body, and I have been dealing with it, I've been going for years, it's part of who I am, and then she shut up and left me alone, and I think it's just that part of her, For I hope that she learned from me that, hey, maybe people deal with anxiety, they're trying to deal with it and they're trying to heal from it, but not everybody gets to heal from this. And maybe she should be careful how she <laughs> says things, but I couldn't take it to heart. And that's the other part I want to talk about mental health. When people are like pointing a finger at you or saying rude things or hurtful things that like happened to me, um think of a way, like it's not our job to educate other people, but if you're in that space where you can educate them or let them know, I like to let people know because I'm like, maybe nobody else is going to be upfront with you and tell you that I'm taking, I've tried medication and that I've tried therapy and I'm still in it. And it's just part of who I am. I'm trying to deal with it, but it's not something I can cure. It's not something like, I can like automatically out of my mind, get it out. You know, like I try my best. I try to utilize the tools. And so if you're trying to utilize the tools, please prioritize yourself. Um, Now to the second part of this with the mental health, as we move on to our Second topic for today is in regards to your business. When you are better, everything flourishes. So having anxiety, as you can imagine, I like shit to be perfect. Um, anybody who has worked with me, you can let them know. I make them a part of the process and everything. I am a very different type of stylist, or you know, than everybody else, and that's okay. I've had to learn to let go of perfectionism, and that was very hard. Um, and I know that without taking care of my mental health first, I wouldn't be to the point today where I know that my mistakes have taught me how to fix them, um, to understand that I am not perfect, to understand that I'm not going to be perfect or a good fit for everybody and not every single client that comes to my door is going to be for me. Um, And one of the most beautiful lessons that um, I've learned with this whole mental health and I can share with you for business side is that being in the wedding industry is so beautiful because you put out your prices. Sometimes you don't get them because you're too high or you're not a good fit. And I am always very honest when I reply. Like people will ask me, hey, have you done this hairstyle before? I can say no and they won't and I won't hear back from them because why am I going to lie to that client? Maybe there's a better suited hairstylist for them or they want a certain type of makeup look you know, like, and I'm like, okay, I do natural makeup you know like that's what I love to do like natural like you know makeup like that's my jam, I don't want to do glam um and you know it's just not my style I've tried it I just I don't know it's just not my style, and so they can go to somebody else and that's the part of the growth that I mean when we take care of our mental health it sprinkles into other areas of our business we're able to be more confident in within ourselves we're able to be more confident to say no and we're also able to be more confident in knowing what we want to do and we don't want to do when we are doing that inner part of work for us and I did want to like acknowledge that mental health is different for everybody that I know my type of anxiety may be totally different than somebody else's Um, I have people that I love very dearly that are my dear friends that suffer from anxiety as well, that have different coping mechanisms, totally opposite of mine, and I don't judge them for them, nor do I expect them to judge me. And that's why I learned to understand that we each have different ways in how we feel and deal with our mental health. So do what's best for you. Don't be scared to ask for support and know that you're not alone. Know that I've been there too, where people are judging me, whether I'm because I'm doing therapy. So now I'm more vocal about it, um, whether because I'm doing different things to take care of my inner self, because if I'm better, I know everything around me is better too, including my business. So that was the part of mental health. So now let's talk into taking care of our body. Part number two of this episode. Okay, so taking care of our body can be like getting your annual checkup, right? Like we all have annual checkups, depending how old you are. You have to go a little more often. If you see that little sunspot in your skin, which I just did a video about it. I will be posting that reel um, this week because I really want people to start like going and getting their spots checked. So if you have a sunspot, like so I have a couple different spots in my face. One of them kept growing. And so I did, made the appointment to, you know for a dermatologist. They take a picture, they analyze it, and if it continues to grow, then we're gonna have to do something about it or get darker. We have to check it and do something. And I know it can be scary, but it's so important. Like that's the part with taking care of our body. Yes, it took time out of my day to book the appointment and go to take you know go get the pictures and everything done at the doctor's office and wait for the results. But now I know my body's good. I know my skin is good and there's nothing I have to worry about. Um, when is the last time that you checked yourself just to make sure everything is okay? Like um, maybe you're low on a certain type of vitamin that you needed to take, but you wouldn't know unless you get your like your blood tests, you know, or like blood in done. When the last time you went to a doctor just to check everything's okay? Like keep track of your body. Listen to your body. So One of the big things that I did not like going to a doctor. So shout out to all of you. And if you love going to the doctor, shout out to you. I do not like it. (laughs) But my doctor told me I have to, I should be exercising now at my age, quote unquote, because I'm, you know, getting near the four zero, the four year old mark. Uh, I should be exercising every fucking day. And I was like, oh, hell no. Every day for an hour. So instead, I've been exercising now three times a week. 30 minutes really like hardcore and then other 30 minutes I'll do like weights like you know just freestyle weights because it's also it's good for you I like doing it um, it builds my endurance I'm not doing it for weight loss I'm doing it for my health so I don't have no idea if it's gonna help my body change or not or become slimmer but I know that's doing good for my health um, other things what do you do to take care of yourself do you go out on walks? I love walks. Um, do you go out forest bathing? Forest bathing is not taking a shower out in the forest. <laughs> it's something that I've been doing for years. Um, I just learned that it was actually became a term forest bathing back in 1982. Um, I believe, and don't quote me on this, it was a Japanese person. It was I think it was by the Japanese that they decided to do forest bathing who made up that term. I'm not Completely 100% sure. But the practice is that you go out around the trees, you take the energy from the trees and the sun, being in nature, being present in the moment. Now, that may sound a little weird and a little woo woo for some of you, or maybe for you, but it has worked amazing for me. And that's part of taking care of my body. So, what are ways that you can take care of your body? maybe is having a lunch break. Hello, like raise our hands up. I get a lunch break when I go to work. Um, I need to eat. I need to have my breakfast and my lunch. And I schedule my day around that because my body is really important. I don't want stomach issues from not eating, right? Because coffee is not food. I see that meme all the time. That shit to me is not funny, um, especially since I have stomach issues from not eating properly um, from my younger years. So, with that, like take care of your body. Uh, Maybe it's making better eating choices. Maybe just drinking water. Maybe just deciding like, oh my gosh, okay, I'm going to go on a walk once a week. It doesn't matter. It doesn't have to be this thing that overtakes your life. But what are ways that you can take care of your body? And taking care of our body, um, part three of this podcast episode is our inner self, our inner mind, right? Like how are we taking care of us so we can give your best work out there. How can you give your best work out there if you are struggling within your own like feelings or what you think you should do next or you feel like you're constantly needing other people's advice to move forward. And I'm sharing this with a lot of compassion and empathy because that was me. So the big rabbit hole that nobody tells us about doing education and getting into education, right? Because I've taken many, many classes by different instructors is that practice makes perfect, number one. Um, But number two is that we start losing our power. Have you ever felt after you take a class that you've like, instead of feeling better, you feel worse and you're like, oh my gosh, now what I was doing was wrong. So now what the heck do I do? Instead of doing the opposite way, which I've learned after years of doing this, is that I go with an open heart and mind. I take the class, and if and what one thing that resonates with me or that is like makes sense or like I want to implement is good enough, I don't have to change my whole process of what's already working. I can just take an idea or a technique from that class and implement it as a a tool in my pocket or something else I can add and try it out and see if it's a good fit for me. And that's a win. Um, The connections I make in class, like just talking to people, and getting to meet people, that's a win for me. Um, I do that very organically. I do not like the fucking word networking. Um, I am not here to take from people or people take from me. It's more like of a real genuine, like, can we connect with each other? Do we vibe with each other or not? Like, that's how it works for me. But with our inner health, with our mind, journaling. Okay, so this is where we're going to get deep into this. So did you have a diary when you were like in junior high or high school? Because I did. So I had a journal, and I regret doing this. So don't ever do this. Now I keep them all because I want my kids to read them when they're older and see how my mind and how I worked my real inner self and my growth throughout the years. I burned my diaries. (laughs) So I burned my junior high and my high school diaries because I believe my, my, I think one of my siblings, I won't say who it was, one of my siblings read it and somebody else read my, got a hold of my diary. They said it was very good, very well written. I should write stories about this, but I didn't want to. I burned it because those were like my private inner thoughts, right? (laughs) It went to my diary because nobody was going to read it. So that's how my journaling thing started. Um, and then in high school, even though I was ditching all the time, um, and this is where the part where we no judgment here, um, but I ditched all the time. I had a really bad GPA. I was lost during my last year of high school, but I got into AP classes, which at the time were called advanced placement classes, right? So kind of like honors, kind of like honor classes, um, quote unquote. And one of them was English. I love to read. I love to write. It's something that I just really love too. I fucking suck up punctuation and grammatic errors now because I haven't done it for so long. Just like anything, you lose your practice. But I love writing things. Like It's just like all the truth comes out. And what happens when you journal that this can help you is if you don't know what to do next, start journaling. And it can be something as simple like, "I am not sure what to do next." I want to do this thing in my business, but I'm not sure how to start. And then just keep writing. Don't judge yourself just keep writing, keep writing. you can write about your day, you can start writing about what you you know like what you, were, you did that day, and then your subconscious starts writing out things that you truly are feeling. So whenever you're stuck and you don't know what to do next. Start working with your inner health by journaling. So in my journals is where it says like things that I do in my business that I stop doing in my business this is the business part. It shows up there first. So I knew there was a service I no longer wanted to do. And I'll share that with you because I already took action in that. And now I'm about to take action in the second part. I already started to a couple months ago, but I'm going to make it official. So one of them was highlights. Um, foil highlights, I fucking love doing foil highlights. I really do love it. But the amount of work to be seven hours standing up by myself, doing it every single strand of your hair inside of a foil, yes, I would charge like $700 for that. Like, I'm not going to, whether you agree with me or not, it's fine. I would charge $700 for that because that's how much effort and work it takes out of my body. But the toll that it takes in my body, it's a whole other freaking like situation, It takes a huge toll in my fucking body. So I had to make the hard decision of like, do I hire an assistant to help me do all these foil services? Or do I just stop? And from time to time, I'll do the foil services at certain people. I'll practice different techniques. I'll assist where I can. And I went with that option. I put it out (laughs) in 2023 that I was no longer doing foil highlights like if you wanted foil highlights I'm not your girl I'm not doing them for anybody and I posted it and that decision came out in my journal that business decision of the pros and cons and how much of a toll it took on my body that no amount of money would be worth it came out in that journal and so now I only I do it sometimes shout out to my best friend Ricardo had a hair um one <laughs> that's it that's his instagram handle um so sometimes i'll go assist him when he needs help we'll do foils and that's where i get my foil on and you know he helps me get better and i just get the practice right and I, sometimes i'll do my sister too she's the only person i'll foil highlight because she lets me do all kinds of crazy shit and she has no time so like i have to be fast and efficient how i do things i really get to play with her hair and that's really fun for me so those are the only two ways that I highlight. Other than that, I don't do it for I I don't do it for any like clients and that because it took a toll on my health and I chose my health. Like we talked about, I also chose my mental health because it was taking such a big toll on me also emotionally and mentally doing those big services by myself and you know like and undercharging like that wasn't good for my body and my health or my business. And all that came out through journaling. So don't underestimate the power of writing down your feelings. And if you don't want to write down your feelings, write down your problems, write down what you're experiencing, write down what you want, write it all down in there because your answers can be in there. And that's just one of the examples of what happened when I started taking care of my inner health that I want to invite you by journaling. You know, like reading books are amazing, uh, but it's more important that you take action. And that's why I love journaling because if you have a dream what is your big dream what are your big goals when you see them written down with your own handwriting it makes it tangible it makes your brain process like wow like for me this is how it works and I want to share this with you they say every time that you do a podcast and that's why I've been more intentional as well um, I will be doing now only one episode a week I heard this and I hope this helps you too super powerful Anytime you share information, whether it's in your podcast, in your post, whatever information that you share out to the world, you're releasing that energy too. You're releasing your power with that too. So you have to be more intentional, right? And there's some things that you should keep to yourself. You don't need to share everything with the world. And that's where the power of writing things down really helps. It helps make your one like I want to no longer do highlights. When I saw that written down the first time in my journal, I'm like, I no longer want to do foil highlights. I love balayaging, it's fast enough, it's beautiful, low maintenance. My clients love it. I see them every four to six months, it's amazing. Like service for me, I love it. It's like perfect for my lifestyle. I was like, but I do not like doing foil highlights. It's taking way too much of a toll in my body and emotionally and mentally. That that came out in my journal. I didn't have to ask anybody for advice. Um, I just knew it. I finally knew what I needed to do, and that's why I stopped getting so many coaches. Like now, I seriously, I only work with um three. I will never stop working with people because. I want to learn from somebody who knows more than me. You know, I have digital marketing, you know, like shout out to Amy Porterfield. Like, you know, this is not sponsored. I'm just like, you know, like that's who for my digital marketing. She's very smart. I love how she does things. I love being in the inside of it and kind of seeing everything that happens, like the magic she creates. I love watch through watching. I learn from her. Um, and I also get some, you know, to do inside stuff with her too which is really awesome but the other one is for like video which she has been amazing but now more than ever she's just such an amazing marketing person and also a human being she focuses so much also in our inner selves as um, business owners shout out to coach glitter um and then the last one he is um a man and i will not give out his name because People like him or don't like him or hate him, this and that. And it doesn't doesn't matter. But I get so much insight from him. I do his program every single year. It was like the best $3,000 that I ever spent um, because I get to retake his program every year. And I always learn something new about myself and also something new about my business every time I redo his program. So I really liked it. Although some people have their pros and cons about him. So I'm just not going to mention his name. But as you can see, those are the three coaches that I work with all the time. Like Even for me, I need to learn from other people and investing my time and investing my energy into that is so important. So remember, when you're sharing knowledge, when you're sharing your energy with other people... That's the energy that you're releasing. And it's not about lack, like, oh my gosh, I'm not gonna get more energy. No, of course, you're gonna get more energy, you're gonna get new information, new tools, like you're gonna learn new techniques. Like, we are all like filled with a wealth of information that's infinite, it never runs out. But it's so important that we're intentional, and part of that intentionality is in your business, in your life, what is next for you? Life is ever constant changing. And that was a really hard truth that I had to come up and learn, and I'm still learning with, and I think I will have to learn for the rest of my life and be okay with um, doing our inner child work, you know, like inner child traumas, because all of us as little kids, we're taught certain things that are not true or told certain things that are not true, right? And sometimes those harms are throughout our life. But healing and doing that work is hard work, but it's so worth it. And that's the part nobody tells you. Like, I've been doing a lot of that. And that has been really hard work doing, like, your inner child work. You can research it. You can Google it, find out more about that. But it's our own personal journey. And that trickles all that growth when we take care of our mental health. And we are going to have bad days. I still have bad days, okay? But having the support system around that, having the support system in my body, right? When I don't feel good and just checking up on my body, making sure it's healthy, making sure it's good and keeping up with myself, doing the exercise, although I hate it because I am getting older. I don't want to, like, I don't want diabetes. I don't want cholesterol. I want to have a healthy body. So I'm trying to be as healthy as I can for my body, for my kids, for my clients, right? So they have the best part of everything. All that stuff takes work. Doing and most importantly, like our inner work, right? Like, what is the last time you actually sat down with yourself and really started to think what makes you happy? Why are you in this beauty industry? Are you living your true, like, happy, like, fulfilling life, and why not? Um, I want to leave you with this thought, and I want to leave you with this exercise. Growing up, I got taught two things, which I've had to deal with, had to learn how to navigate them. And now I know, you know, money is a a beautiful resource. It's abundant. It does grow on trees. It's like a river. It flows in and out. When I have money coming in, I can bless other people with it. You know, when people give me money, I get to bless other people with it. When I give out money, I get to bless other people with it too. That's how I see money. It's a resource, but there's all other kinds of energy too that I can bless people with aside from money. I grew up with like money doesn't grow on trees and I also grew up with money is really abundant but it's hard work and so I had to make my own definition of what money really means and I thought that I wouldn't be happy until I, I reach a certain amount of money or certain, certain type of lifestyle and you know like after um, my first divorce I learned that that's not true. And that's just being authentic and real with you. That's what was my hard lesson about life. That that's not true. That's not how it works. And now I live my most like happy, authentic life. And stuff that no longer aligns with my business, I get rid of it. As harsh as that sounds, I'm like, I just don't want it. If it's, and if I outgrew it, it gets to go away. You get to change. You get to evolve. And I don't know if anybody has told you that, but you get to change and you get to evolve. And we grow out of things and it's okay. It's okay. But I also know my business is not here to entertain me. I have other things and forms of entertainment and fun and happiness. But also that we get to live a happy, authentic, our fullest life without waiting for big accolades or big monies or big whatever. or big. So now I get to live my life to the fullest, which means traveling, which means having fun. It means being with my family, being with my kids. I get to do all the fun stuff without having to wait until I reach those big goals. I have big goals, right? Like you probably have big goals. You probably, maybe you want to be featured in a certain place. Maybe you want to live in a certain house. Maybe you want to have a certain type of business. Maybe you want to drive a certain type of thing. Maybe you want certain type of material things. Maybe you want certain type of lifestyle things. Maybe you want a significant other. It can, like, our our meaning of what being the happiest, wealthiest, abundant life is so different for everybody, right? I still have goals, and you're allowed to have goals. But what I'm saying is that what would happen. If instead of waiting until you reach a certain monetary or physical goal to start living the life that you want and you desire and to start having the business with the business hours and the business income that you want and you desire, if you stop waiting to reach a certain goal and you start living in that moment, what will happen in your life? Because that's what I started doing. I stopped waiting to get in my house, you know, like we're like my husband if you haven't heard my episode before, my husband and I were in the process of buying our first place together. Um, it has been a process. There's certain things he wants, there's certain things I want. And, you know, we're learning how to navigate this season as we're trying to find our first place together. Um, with this, you know, everything going on. For some people it's like a horrible time for to buy. For me, it's the right time to buy, right? And we're just not waiting. We're just not waiting to live our full life until certain things happen. And that has been the biggest lesson that I've learned as a 36-year-old. Like our health comes first. Your mental, your inner self, and your body health comes first. And when you put yourself first, everything around you will grow. Life is always going to be life. There's going to be ups and downs. Life is never going to be perfect. But the one thing that you always have like the true control of is your output is your perspective on what's going on. Even through the hardest things in my life that I've gone through, um, which have been many, uh, many that I have not shared with you has been that I know that I can change it. I know the day that I I remember when I got kicked out of my house (laughs) right after high school, I was living out of my car, had nothing to eat. Um, there was days, there was nights where I would go to sleep without eating because I didn't have money. I was paying my rent. I was living in a one bedroom in like this ghetto ass place. We could hear gunshots at night. If you can imagine it was ghetto, but you know, and then after that I was living out of my car and my friend let me stay in her couch. That little snippet, that was true reality of what happened in my life when I was younger, right after high school is what helped me to know that I was going to be at a better spot. I knew one day I would have a family. I knew one day I would not be like that. I knew one day I would have, you know, the income and the things to do what I wanted to, to never do that, to not be in that spot. I know it's all up to me if I would do the work and I would be open to the possibilities of trying something new. Trying something new led me to insurance. Trying something new led me to a school system, working in the school. Trying something new led me to the beauty industry. And the beauty industry has been a gateway to teach me how to make money in different ways and how to grow in different aspects I never imagined. So start living your life taking care of yourself first, whether it's mentally, physically, or with your inner self, journaling, whatever that looks like for you. The part of business that helps it grow and flourish it's not so much how many times you post on Instagram. It's not so many times how much time you go live. I know everybody's going live right now. Or what type of carousel. Or if you should do a video. Or if you should be on TikTok. Or if you should be on Google. All this like tough stuff that everybody talks about. It's really about doing the inner work. Because when you're happy. When you're more at peace with yourself. That projects out. People can see that. And people want to partake in that. And. You know, like, although right now, like, for me, I have, like, an ear infection. And, like, I think that, yeah, they told me the membrane ruptured, I believe. So, like, I need to go see a specialist and get medication and all this stuff. I've been dealing with that. I'm still showing up online. I'm just showing up in an authentic way. But I'm also taking time to take care of my body first. Because I know if I don't take care of my body first, I can't take care of my clients. I can't be my best self. And next week, I have a heavier week. Uh, for work so I have to be in my best you know headspace and body and that means slowing down that means taking care of yourself first so remember the importance of you just being you you matter to take care time for your mental health you matter to take care for your body you matter to ask for help we all get to ask for help and you matter if your process of taking care of your body your inner self and your mental health looks different. And thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode. As always, I have lots of free resources for you. Feel free to follow me at Celeste Stylist on Instagram. My DMs are always open. I love hearing the big ahas and takeaways that you have from the podcast episode. And I cannot wait to share with you a new episode next week. Remember, take care of yourself, enjoy your week, and I will see you back here next week. Bye, love.